Hello and welcome. This is the NDL Show. It is Women's Month and we're talking about the worth of a woman through the eyes of a sex worker on this episode. Now getting us into it is none other but Yolo Phonic with his remix of Like I Feel. Take your time, think about it. If you doubt, this is what you want. Does that give a matter? I don't want to lose my friend. Where I try, letting go, but I won't. I've been all around on this very cold, hoping I could be your man. Baby, I hear words, but I speak your mind. I wanna hide you, be in my mind. No, we got something real that we can't hide. Yolophonic kills it every single time. This one is his remix of Like I Feel by Xavier Omar and Mariba. Her name is actually pronounced Mreba, I know. <laughs> I was also unaware. Ah, let me know how you feel about this track. I mean, really, follow Yolophonic on all of the socials at Yolophonic. Catch his music on SoundCloud. And talking about Yolophonic, this past weekend, we, as the NDL show, drove to the Pretoria Hard Rock Cafe to support our people, you know, the artists whose music has been playlisted, and to also scope the scene in general. 
It was great and exciting, you know, me being the person that I am. I am always excited to meet people that I speak to on the socials in person, right? And I will always ask for a picture. I love the evidence. But unfortunately, artists who were expected to perform at Joda Horsey's event weren't able to do so because of the alleged overpopulation at an establishment which was having a water shortage of some sort. A bummer. It seemed to me like certain bodies were not happy with our presence and whilst we were there, the event was cancelled. And all of a sudden, there was a military presence. That sounds sketchy to me. If you were at the event, let us know what you think the real reason why the event was cancelled is. To the artists who pulled through, ready to put on a show for us, let us know when the next one is so that we can pull up again. And I hope that if you're listening to this, that you will pull through too. There is nothing like having live performances in the midst of an amazing vibe. So, how are you today? I'm genuinely asking, let me know. For me, I really am interested in knowing your perspective on where the worth of a woman lies and half of the time, our worth as women is connected to our vagina and whether we can fall pregnant, the number of our body count and so much more. That's the conversation that we will be having today. Please note that it is not exclusive to women. It's definitely going to be interesting as well to hear about this perspective from a sex worker. On the socials, we are at The NDL Show. Submit your music or any other inquiries through to our show email on theNDLshow1 at gmail.com. Purchase your own t-shirt and support of The NDL Show at the price of 150 rand. Simply place your order by DM us orders are confirmed by payment you and i have a lot to get into so do stay tuned this is the ndl show Coming up on episode 42 on the NDL show, we talk about the worth of a woman through the perspective of a sex worker, as well as redefining womanhood with Constance Mate from the Asijigi Coalition. All of this coming up, do stay tuned. before in the spirit of Women's Month I've been thinking about the ideology of where the worth of a woman lies. We are at a point now where we can all agree that the deeply patriarchal description of what not only a woman is but also about where her values lie cannot be accepted anymore. As women you know we constantly have to assert ourselves to fit into these very unfitting notions of who and how we should be, what job we should do, how we should speak and so much more. Well we are getting into a conversation about the worth of a woman and redefining womanhood from the eyes of a sex worker. Constance Mate from the Asijigi Coalition joins us today to give us insight into how we can start redefining our worth as women and also how the worth of a woman should not be tied to our vaginas. Connie, welcome and thank you for joining us on the NDL show. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's my pleasure to join you today. Uh, We are also very honoured by your presence, Connie. Now let's start at the beginning, right? What made you decide to get into sex work? Okay, uh, perfectly what made me to get into sex work, obviously it was money, the first thing. It was money and also 
Actually, what I can say is the better offering of the money in all the limited choices that I had outside there. I see that sex work, it does have a lot of money. Also, it was more about to better my life. And just to get context, are you still an active sex worker or have you moved away from the industry? No, I will never move and I will never quit. <laughs> I'm still existing one. Mm. Now, many people might wonder how sex workers intentionally separate their work from their intimate relationships. Can you walk us through your experience of separating yourself from a normal day of sex work to going home to your partner who might also want to engage in sexual relations? Okay, uh, first of all, uh, when I'm at work as a sex worker, it's no strings attached. Mm. It's strictly for business. I don't have any anything that's in common with that person or any relationship with that person. I strictly tell my mind this is about the business and this is how I'm going to do my business. When I'm in a relationship, it's totally different because strings are attached and it's a person that when I'm not there, I can feel his presence and he's absent. Mm. So it's totally different, like even the boat moving and the... Um, the response of your body is totally different when you are with a stranger that you don't know. Sure. And have you experienced any challenges in separating your work from your intimate relationships? Mm, I don't want to lie. I didn't face any challenges. Me, I'm a separated woman. I'm a mother of two. So I've been living my life as a single woman. So I always believe I'm a controlling woman, actually. I like to control. Most of the people, they call me the first lady. So I'm always like, I want in a relationship, not a man using the powers on me. I always want to take a control. So I decided to distance myself away from the relationship. But the currently now I'm in a relationship and it's a long distance and it's a person we met together in the sex industry. And mm-hmm. I told the person that if you want to be with me, you can be with me, but I'll never quit sex work. It's up to you. And I find it quite profound how you don't compromise when it comes to men, because I've observed that many women do. And Connie, you just mentioned that you have children. Have you had the conversation about your profession with them? Are you at a point where you would want to have an open conversation with them? So honestly speaking, I'm this kind of a person. When my family discovered that I'm a sex worker, I was kicked out of the house. Mm. So... And definitely when my children visit the families, uncles, cousins, whatsoever, they've been told that your mother is a sex worker and they've come and confront me and ask me, are you a sex worker? I said, yes. Mm. I'm not going to hide it to you because the past, I cannot go into details when I was having your father, what I passed through, what I have to do. And I drop out from school. So I had an option to look for a job so that you can go to school and be successful. So they understand better that I did everything for for sake of their love Mm -hmm. and for sake of them to live comfortable life. And the worst thing is that I have shown them the comfortable life that they wanted. I take them to a private school and also 
having a mother that can drop you and pick you every day from school. If I'm not going there, I hire a taxi fire or something, which other children, they don't have such comfortable life or luxury mm. life. So mm. they see that even my mom, she's doing this. She did it for all for us. So they understand because now my children, they are teenagers. They are 15 and and 14. So they do understand the world like, okay, it's fine. My little daughter, my young daughter, she's also like advocating for sex workers. She's a youth leader in your mm. church and she's trying as much as he can in the youth community also to try and educate the people about the sex work. And that's quite interesting. You know, you don't often find sex work being advocated in the church. In fact, it's often condemned. And also you mentioned that your family told your children about your profession before you could. How was your relationship with your family? Were there any feelings of animosity when they found out that you were a sex worker? I was just regarded as a taboo. I'm coming from a Christian background. So you know, as a Christian, that there is a lot of commandments and a lot of things. So I was regarded as a taboo. And the worst thing, it was like, I'm the first child in my family to Mm. drink alcohol. I'm the first child in my family to go out for clubbing. Mm. So it was all this, it contributed a lot and like everything about me, it's taboo. So I didn't take it too personally, actually. I didn't take it too personally. I just left the home and I said, I'll make it up to them to love me or hate me forever. I don't care because I know what I was doing and I know what I have passed through. You know, sometimes the parents, they just want a special, my mother, she's more focused into education. So they just want to push you on their direction and without asking you what you want. And you can graduate, I'm a graduate actually myself, but Mm -hmm. no jobs out there. And she keep on insisting, why are you not working? Why are you not working? Your maids are buying cars and we are just not working. As if it's this job, I can just pick it from the ground and start working. They Mm. don't know that it's hard to get a job out there. So when I started the sex work and I started bringing money at home, it was nice and lovely. And my mom, she started, we started to get long and close to each other. Mm-hmm. Then once they started to talk bad about me, actually, they started to talk very bad, painful words to me. I decided to just pick my stuff and leave. Mm-hmm. So when I left the home, um, I stopped even supporting my family. Like, let me just stop it. Mm. I, it doesn't make sense like to support the people that they don't appreciate you yeah. so I just left it like that but at the end of the day family is the family and then they decide to come back to me alone and I'm supporting my family and now we are getting along but with the experience I experience with them I keep on distancing myself from mm. the family because yeah. I don't know, and I hear something that will make me angry or something that will spoil my day. I'm a always happy person, mm. and what I'm doing, I'm happy with it. So I didn't want that. Yeah, yeah. And it's always important to create that distance when family starts to become toxic. We have been taught so many times to take the heat even from toxic family members, but we certainly do not need to do that. And I applaud you for that.
Also, Connie, you saying that you have put your children in private school and provided them with a very fair and great lifestyle, if I can say, is also notable here. There is this idea that sex workers do not live luxurious lives, so you bringing that to light is quite integral. There is certainly an entrenched idea about how sex workers live and there are a lot of misconceptions that exist in life and I mean there are a lot as well when it comes to sex work mainly because many of us were taught to believe that sex is very sacred very precious and should not be had with anyone else but your husband or wife as you just mentioned that you're from a Christian household and should one decide against that society labels them Connie what misconceptions have you encountered about being a sex worker in South Africa. Okay. Um, first of all, I will start about the people. People always have this kind of um, a view, like a sex worker mm. sleep with every man, depends what type of a person, moreover, they, they don't even care. Sex workers don't look after themselves. First of all, I'm a human who owns this body. This is my body. I still respect that this is my body. They say it's a temple of God, as the Bible says, mm. and it's really between me and God. It have got nothing to do with the next person. So when I'm dealing with the clients, I'm dealing with the clients because I work on internet. So I deal with the clients on internet. So it's like mm. any other job out there. If you are working as a cashier in a shop somewhere, definitely you'll get the, your, let me say, your people on the same level with you. If you work as a street sweeper, mm. you're sweeping in the streets, you also get the same level in its depend. And your yeah. salary goes with the same level where you are. So people always create a picture of this woman who's tiny with the um with what broken tokens mm. with the mini skirt and all yeah. that yeah if you go to my profile on internet you hardly see me naked and if you see me during the day anytime you hardly see me wearing a broken token or a mini dress or whatsoever they they see a sex worker a sex worker can dress a long dress. A sex worker can wear a jean. A sex worker can wear a skirt. When you see me on Sundays going to church, it's totally another dress code as well. People need to stop and, and understand that a sex worker can't be anyone else. And secondly, I have a choice, as I said, mentioned earlier. Mm. I can say, look at the pictures on internet and this client inbox me. I can say, no, I don't want to do business with you. I'm not criticizing the married people. I'm just comparing the people. Unlike when I'm married, even if I like or I don't like, I must sleep with my husband. The man says so, and mm. I must do so. But me in the sex industry, I decide who to sleep with and where and how. And also... I decide as a person who is in charge when I want. If mm. I decide today not to go to do sex work, I just want to be at home and relax. 
it's up to me, even if I make money for the one week, I want to relax. For example, I'll give you an example. What I'm doing mm. now, I'm working on international internet. Clients, they book me from overseas, so they come down to South Africa. So I know that I'm booked for whole week. Mm. And remember, there is a, people always have a picture. I don't know where do they get it. They think, think that being a sex worker is to sleep every day with the men and all that. Some client just wanted them to escort and show them Cape Town, how beautiful Cape Town it is. And just mm. being an escort and be with you and have someone to chat. We separate in the hotel. I go home and sleep tomorrow again. I take him to Table Mountain and take him wherever to the zoo to show him the African places that mm. and test the African food. And then the other people, they just want to they leave their marriages and just need someone to talk to because the marriage is not an easy thing. Mm. So they just want to come to me and just chat and all that. So it's not all about having sex every time the way people they see. No, a lot of things are happening in the industry. Some clients, they just want to see a woman naked dancing for them, whatsoever it is. A client can book me like a one uh, three weeks and I never sleep with him. Doesn't want his marriage his, if his wife. I'll yeah. give you an example with a, a client I had. The, my last client now was coming from Finland. This guy he just came here for the meeting. He was booked for the meeting for the three days mm. cinema. And he came for business uh, thing. I spoke with his wife. His wife is the one who inboxed me on the um, internet. Mm. So just because the wife, she just had an operation, she couldn't come to South Africa. So he wanted me to just escort him around and present me as the wife. Sure. So I was paid to do that. So it wasn't nothing no strings attached, nothing. It's just because the absent of his wife. So mm. I was playing a role of his wife. Mm. So I didn't even sleep with him. Nothing happens to between me and him. And his wife is the one who paid my money, not him. Most of the things people always have a lot of thinking about the sex workers. We are not Christians. We don't go to church. I'm always on Sunday. I'm always in church. I pray to God every day. So also God to protect me because we meet different strangers. Also, there is a thing that we are HIV spreaders. I'm HIV negative and I've been in the industry for the past 15 years. Mm. I never get HIV. So all these kind of thing and that we didn't go to school and all those kind of things I mm. did go to school even now right now I'm pursuing my my diploma on project management I don't understand and we do have sex workers who are lawyers and all that mm. only that you don't know sex workers very well yeah. people they don't want to se separate us there is people who does sex work for drugs and there is people who are just the drug editors mm. out there in the street they also want quick and easy money so when they see them they think that it's us yeah. so they yeah. don't understand the sex worker so when we are calling for the decriminalization of sex work they don't know they think that i'm one of maybe i'm one of those 
people want to use for drugs. I never smoked yeah. drugs. I never smoked cigarettes in my life. So it's just the misunderstanding about the people, the people, how they see the picture and the imagination. And what surprised me, I'll tell you, we are not the only person in the industry. We are many and the people yeah. always have a picture of a black woman. Yes. Only black woman who's a sex worker. Mm. Trained and introduced in the sex industry by a white woman. So this is what I say, and people think that we are unfit mother. People yeah. think that we just want money for alcohol and drugs and all mm. that. No, I don't want money for alcohol and drugs. Mm. I want money for real life. Yeah. I have my own house. I have my own car. I bought it from sex work money. Mm. So this is what we say. We call it sex work is work. Yeah, yeah. So people need to change out there and start thinking about seeing a new face of a sex worker. And the other thing they say, we take people's husband. Yeah. I don't take your husband. Your husband come to me and ask his services. Yeah. In fact, I saved your marriage because I don't have any business to do with your husband. I just come and do your, my business with your husband. Even if he, Constance, she's not there, your husband can still go to and to another sex worker. Mm. Or else, which one is better for your husband to, to have a mistress? Oh. That you end up staying there, living there and running away from you. Mm. With Connie, I just do my business. Whatever your husband wants from me, I offer my services and the husband go back home. Mm. And if you hear me, I encourage people who are married that, no, he are married, go home. Sure. Thank you for that. That was quite comprehensive and I hope that that will give the listeners a bit more context when they think about sex workers. As I've briefly mentioned in my intro, most of the time, even at present day, the worth of a woman lies in her vagina. It also lies in her ability to have children as well. Growing up, you know, we were taught as women to wait for marriage because our vaginas and sex are sacred. Many a times when one sees a sex worker, there is that stigma that comes about because there is this judgment that these women clearly don't love themselves or don't know their worth, as they say. What challenges do sex workers face in trying to assert themselves as worthy and as deserving of respect as any other woman in any other job? So what I want to tell you is that patriarchy will be always there. And patriarchy plays a big role, especially here in South Africa. Most of the time, um, actually, I'm a bisexual. I do have male, female and male clients. Mm. I have seen with the male clients, they always offer a lot of money. So which means the patriarchy always come, the men's always come with the power and the money. And when you look at the females, they always offer lace and they've got a lot of things to cry and say, hey, Connie here, hey, this and that. But the men, they always offer a lot of money. So with the current situation, the patriarchy is not for Constance and blame Constance and say, she's promoting the patriarchy. I'm not promoting the patriarchy. Even at home, we do have patriarchy. Those who are married, they experience the power that is dominated by a man. Even yeah. now, our government, when we look at our government, is being dominated by the men. 
where are the women's in this ethic? So yeah. don't put a blame on sex worker and say the sex worker is the one that does ABCD. And the other thing, don't say you are a woman or a sex worker is not the same woman like you. Mm. So the patriarch I'm facing is the same patriarch because I don't want to lie, especially the street-based sex workers, they are in danger. They have been raped by the police officers that's supposed to protect the country. Sure. So they are men, they are using their power, their uniforms, their name tag and say, if you don't want me to arrest you, let's have the sex. Mm. So you end up using what you have so that you in exchange for arrest. So sure. it happens to everyone or else they will say, if they caught you with a client, the street-based sex workers, they were complaining with this. If you are caught with a client, they leave the client, the men, mm. and then you as a woman, they say, bring all the money you make. Sure. So it's happened to each and every woman. So the only thing that if we call ourselves the feminist, the women, we can stand together. It's not only for a sex worker and stop. People need to stop and understand that sex worker doesn't cause any trafficking. Mm. A child can be trafficked. Anyone can be trafficked. That's why we have the separate laws in South Africa. It's just a man using a patriarchy voice and power to dominate a woman's body. Yeah. So people need to know and understand that this is a woman's body. Each and every woman is like you. And even at work, we are being silenced by the men's. Mm. So it's same like in the sex trade, in the sex industry, a man will say, I paid you my money. Some men's, mm. I paid you my money and you have to do ABCD. So what oh. I normally does me, I'll tell you that, you know what? Take your money and leave me alone. The patriarchy plays a role in every woman. Mm. It's not only sex workers alone. It's not only me alone there. Every woman in every job. When we look at today in our South Africa, the men, 90, I can say 95% of men are in power and 5% of women are, yeah. which is a huge difference. So if you try and oppress your fellow woman, it doesn't work. So we stand in solidarity every time with the farmer workers because we feel like sex work is similar to farmer workers. Mm. I pay you, you do money, you do a job, you work here like a slave. People say this and that about you and you still stigmatize and undermined by other people and seen as a poverty, as a poor person, you never regret it as a person that you can do anything in life. I hear you, Connie. As women, we are subjects of patriarchy. And in your perspective, what does womanhood mean? You know, what makes a woman and what makes her worthy? Okay, let me tell you, me, I believe on independent. I say, as a woman, you need to be independent. So that's why I choose sex work. If you remember from the beginning, I said, I'm not gonna quit. The thing that kept me in the industry is that sex work industry does have a lot of money. 
especially the line where I am in the tourism trade does have a lot of money and it pays a very good money. So what I am saying is like, it makes me feel so independent. I don't beg anything from anyone or from any other man. I can stand on my feet. I can do whatever I want by my own time. Finances, I pay my house rent, I do everything. I feed my family, I take my children in school, I put petrol, I don't beg. If I decide to go for holiday, I go for it. I save my money and I go for holiday. So for me, it's always about being independent, financially independent, especially. Mm. And also the economic growth. Being me in the tourism industry, it's also economic growth of the country as well. Independence definitely is key for us women, especially us black women. And since many people tie being a real woman to their vagina or body count, what does being a real woman mean to you, Connie? We just had that conversation about the patriarchal definition of womanhood. How would you suggest, you know, now given that, that we redefine womanhood? So let me tell you, in that um, mind, it's just a human being thinking so. I don't know how can I put it, should I say use a wrong, a, a rude word, so stupid, being judgmental to another woman. Yeah. You think of yourself, you find girls out there having five or six boyfriends. You understand? Mm-hmm. And many of what I have seen, especially in the university, because I also go to university to give some advice and lectures. Mm -hmm. Many girls in the university, they are sex workers because the university school fees is very expensive and they have these sugar daddies and they put it smart and clean. They say it's minister of finance, it's minister of transport, it's minister of what? All these ministers, you are sleeping with them at the end of the day. Yet you go out and point a, fi- a finger to a person like me who come out and say, I am mm. a sex worker. At the same time, are you not shameful? Some people, they also offer their services they are not gaining anything. It's just that they are sleeping with each and every man out there doing their things under the red carpets. Yeah. I have seen the married women who are cheating their husband. I feel like I'm the honesty and the better person here because I say the truth who I am. If anyone comes to me, I say the truth is I am. And you sneaky, sneaky and sleeping with this guy and sleeping with that guy and you call yourself, you are married, and you are a decent woman. Honestly speaking, I don't know the word decent means for me. Decent is your vagina decent, tell us, let us know. Your men, these men, they break our heart every time you sleep with that man, you break your heart, you try that one, break your heart. At the end of the day, how many men have you slept with in your life? So think about it being a sex worker as well. These things are just the same. Yeah. One way or the other, they are just the same. So I 
kindly say the women who are judgmentally and think they are better than the other women. Sometimes I always make a, a example like they paid Diolobola for 50,000 a day. And I'm collecting tonight for your men, I'm collecting a 5,000 rent. Sure. And your man comes to me thrice a week and how much I'm collecting from your men. You find that I've got clients that are five years, some clients have been 10 years with them. Mm -hmm. So for 10 years, if you think how much I've been collecting in your husband and your husband is taking me for shopping and stuff and everything, mm -hmm. think about those things. Sure. Who is the cheapest woman here? The one they paid 50,000, 5,000 and the one that is collecting 5,000 every day. Sure. So don't ever in your life undermine a woman and criticize a woman next to you. We are in this train together as women. And that's all we need from woman to woman. The Lobola example is quite controversial, but I agree on the part that women should stop being so judgmental towards each other. We would get so far if we really had each other's backs. We're the first ones to speak so badly about each other, and I don't know why. And as we conclude, if people would like to know more about Asichiigi, where can they find out more about the organization? Okay, if you want to know about Asichigi, you go to www.asichigi.org.za or you can find us on Asichigi Coalition on Facebook page and then you can get us on Twitter. It's Asichigi for decrim or you can follow us on Instagram. It's Asichigi underscore for decrim. And then you can just email me directly. I am the national coordinator. It's coordinator in one word at acjigi.org.za. Criminalizing the industry, it doesn't solve the problem because they say according to the law and the constitution in South Africa says anyone who benefited from the industry is a criminal. Mm. So think about it. If you keep on saying sex workers should be criminalized, they remember that the people who are benefiting from this money is ShopRite, it's Pick and Pay, it's Woolworth, it's each and every institute there. I pay school fees, Department of Government, SARS, every way they collect my money. Yeah. So all of us, we are criminals. We need to challenge the law and think, and think about that, that sex workers are not the only criminals. Anyone who benefited from this money is a criminal. So who benefited from the money? Everyone does benefit from the sex work money mm. because I buy a time I do groceries, I buy clothes with the sex work money. So why these people are not arrested and one, one person should be arrested? All of us, we should be arrested here. We benefit. I like how you have taken a concept that many people have distanced themselves from and made it so close to home. Thank you so much, Connie, for joining us on the NDL show. Okay, thank you very much for having me. That was Constance Mate, the national coordinator of the Asijigi Coalition. Do check them out. We will leave their handle in our show notes. While bringing the insights and perspective of a sex worker to the fore, I hope that you were able to stay engaged in this question about where the worth of a woman lies. 
please do hit us up and let us know how we should revise the manner in which we look at the idea of womanhood. And this is not an exclusive question. As men, please be open about what you think makes up the worth of a woman and also compare it to what makes up the worth of a man. And let's have that conversation about whether it is fair or not. If you are a woman, please let us know what being a woman means to you because it certainly cannot be tied to our curves, genitals or our reproductive system. Thinking about this conversation, let us know your thoughts on the socials we are at The NDL Show. We leave you with this track from their collaborative project Numbers by Peewell and Adrian Fu. This track in particular is called 777. From my producer, Chilani Sejo and I, catch you on the next one. Something to believe in Now I got you switching up your breathing There's no words that could describe the way you're feeling You got me here, so tell me what was the reason If you need it, then keep it Ain't got no time for the fix Just say it's me that you're missing Things will change if you just listen to me Turn, turn that shit around so that it's me that you see Won't be coming back until you see it's me that you need I ain't running from it but I think I should leave I, I, I ain't running from it but I think I should leave Turn that shit around so that it's me that you see Won't be coming back until you see it's me that you need I ain't running from it, but I think I should leave. I, I, I ain't running from it, but I think I should leave. Oh, I wanna hold your hand. And when you talking about love, thinking about your whole life, baby, put me in your place. We ain't gotta talk about it, eh? Ready, let's just be about it, hey. Just be